Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Whether you're looking to launch a podcast or build an online business that allows you to do the work you love, you've come to the right place. Podcast Answer Man presents The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Now, here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends, and I want to welcome you to this 520th episode of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I am super excited about today's episode because I have a full outline broken down by topic and line by line of each of the things that I want to say about each of these topics. And so with that being said, we're going to start off uh, by talking about why I have completely abandoned the Apple Podcasts app and have switched over to a new one. We're going to talk about all of the reasons why and which ones I've moved or which app I moved over to, and we're going to start the show with that. But first, I want to let you know that I'm also going to be talking about how I recently used Evernote to remember every vital, important detail from every conversation I had with every person I spoke to at the Tribe Conference and how this is going to hopefully radically change how I remember engagements at conferences moving forward. (laughs) You'll want to stick around for that. Uh, If you go to lots of conferences, you meet lots of people, and then unfortunately walk away from that event only remembering two or three or four people. Uh, This this was a game changer for me. I'm going to talk about that. And then also I'm going to talk about the fact that I have now completely freed up for spending a majority of my time in my zone of genius, and I'm going to share with you at the end of this episode what it is that I'm going to be working on moving forward. And so with that being said, let's go ahead and start with this first topic of why I am switching away from the Apple Podcasts app. Now, for those of you who are Apple fanboys like myself, or if you happen to have an iPhone, iPad, or any other iDevice, that allows you to subscribe to podcasts using the built-in iOS application from Apple, if you were like me and that you use that as your primary application for subscribing and managing all your subscriptions to podcasts, um, then you may be aware of the fact that when you upload or upgrade to iOS 11, that it has been majorly overhauled. Now, I talked in previous a previous episode several weeks ago about how they were going to come out, how Apple had introduced a few new tags to give people the opportunity to do a second type of podcast before everything was considered to be episodic. In fact, if you look at the true definition of a podcast, it is it actually has episodic or Uh, episodic content in the definition of what a podcast is. But now they've introduced tags that would allow you to do serial podcasts or series of episodes. So you can actually have series one, series two, and in each of these seasons of the, uh, each season or series depends, I think in the UK, like a television series, 
is the is what we call a television season. But anyway, you can have seasons and you can have episodes within that season and it can break down all this different way. I don't understand why they felt like they needed to fix something, in my opinion, that wasn't broken. But then again, I don't actually do a lot of uh, podcasts that would make a lot of sense for me to put that content out. But if I was an author, and I know there are a lot of authors out there that do audio dramas, and they release, uh, like, let's just say they have like 10 episodes that would be for one book that they're putting out there. They're putting out 10 sample audio book, audio drama episodes of a particular story, and that's one season, and then they have another story, and, and each of that, each ep- they have 10 episodes of that story. It, I can understand why it makes sense for that. It seems to me that such a small number of, of podcasts would benefit from this, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, but when they uploaded, upgraded to iOS 11, they not just made support for those serialized podcasts with new tags, but they just did a complete 100% user interface overhaul. Now, I, I for, first of all, I, I personally have not yet seen a podcast that is taking advantage of the new tags in the new format. I They may be out there. I'm not aware of them yet. If you guys know of any, feel free to leave a comment over at podcastanswerman.com slash 520 with a link to it, and I'll be happy to check it out. I would love to see what it looks like if you're aware of some. But um, anyway, I, that is not why I'm leaving Apple, because they've introduced new tags. The reason why I'm leaving the Apple Podcasts app was is due to the fact that there are four things they did with the user interface that I simply do not like. And the first thing that I did not like was the fact that they got rid of what I call the list view of my subscriptions. See, when I would open the Apple Podcasts app prior to iOS 11... The second tab over, I don't know if it was still called library then, or it might have been called my podcasts. I can't remember because uh, I didn't take notice of it until it was it was gone. But anyway, the second tab at the bottom was the was a list of all of my shows. And so I could actually see uh, you had the option. You could do big thumbnails or you could do list view. And I chose list view where it showed the artwork on the left, but then it sh- it gave a majority or like 75 or 80% of the rest of the screen to the right of the artwork was the name of the podcast. And in this list view, you could manually sort your shows regardless of how how often or how recent the podcast episodes that are available in that particular show you had in this view and in your my podcast view I, I'm going to call it you had the opportunity to sort your show so I always ranked my shows by my priority I had my most popular shows on top the ones that I never want to miss an episode on and so every time I would open up the app I would look at the very top few shows and say okay is there my number one show is there any unplayed episodes if there is Regardless of how many unplayed episodes there are for any of the shows further down on the list, if my number one show had an unplayed episode, I'm listening to that first. That's the way my mind worked. That's the way that I had approached podcasting for years and years and years. And then there's the second most popular show on ranked on my 
ranking. And I was manual. I had manually adjusted these when I added new shows. I would determine where do they fall in this rank in this list, and I was able to add those shows in. And they were one show per line, and and I absolutely loved that view. It wasn't broke. I didn't see any reason for anybody to go fix that, but in iOS 11, they got rid of it. So the 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 big thing that I don't like here is that if you, it's number two, is the idea is that now everything is thumbnail view. It, it, it actually has on the iPhone 6 Plus, there's always going to be two two shows with thumbnails of their artwork, which is basically the artwork is the primary thing. The name of the show is often cut off, so you can't even see the full name of the show anymore. But you get the artwork, and there's and it's in a grid instead of a list. There's no opportunity, there's no option that I could find to actually go back to list view. Now, that, that actually is number one. Number two is that if you actually click on that second tab at the bottom, it now says library. And instead of showing you your manually curated, organized list of shows, it now, by default, when you click on that second tab at the bottom from the left, it actually will show you your most recent shows or recently updated shows. That is going to be the default. There's no way for you to change that that I could see. So no longer do I click that tab and instantly see my most important shows to me at the top and then how many unplayed episodes for each of those shows. No, the first thing that I see is, first of all, big, huge, gigantic thumbnails instead of my list. I know, but it's it's what I liked. And not only that, but now it's always going to show me the most recently updated shows at the top. And that's not the thing is is there are, there have been a lot of podcasts that I subscribe to that have recently updated shows, but or episodes and I'm not going to actually want to see that I don't want to actually consume those first. Just because it's recent doesn't mean it's my highest priority. Anyway, and again, a lot of this is just my own personal taste and my own personal experience. And I know that it's always difficult when we have things that have changed on us and stuff like that. But there's a couple deal breakers here for me. Now, there is an option for you under this uh, library tab. You you can click the edit button and there if you can, uh, you'll see a little option to show your shows that you're subscribed to. So instead of only seeing the recently updated, you actually can click a button that says shows and then you can actually see not a list view, still thumbnails, two per line of uh, two podcasts per line. And you can, if you choose to do so, manually rank those with the top left being your number one position, your top right being your your number two position. But it's still not in list mode and it, it it's not what I wanted. If it were only these little minor changes, could I have stayed with Apple Podcast app? Yes, I could have, and I probably would have, all right? But the fact that now, for me to even get to my manually sorted out ranked list of shows, thats I'm sorry, no longer a list, I mean grid of shows, of big, huge thumbnails, that take up lots of space and you have to scroll. You the the one of the reasons I love the list is that I, you know you could fit an entire a whole bunch of shows in list view, whereas you only get a, what six shows in in big huge thumbnail view. Anyway, 
So I I can't just click that second tab and instantly see what I have available in my manually sorted. No, I'd have to actually click the library tab and then click shows and then see the big grid of thumbnails. So, eh, okay. If it were only those two things, not a big deal. But number three is that, actually, yeah, number three is something that really bothered me. (laughs) When right now, if you actually go in to a podcast that you are subscribed to, for example, my show, uh, if you went to the Cliff Ravenscraft show, automatically on the page, it's going to show you a whole lot more information than what it used to. When when you used to drill into a, a podcast that you were subscribed to, by default, it would have the artwork, the name of the show, and then it would have a list of unplayed episodes that are available to you. And there were two other tabs, and one of those tabs was you could go and look at all episodes in the feed that are available, which you could go and mark as unplayed, and it would put it into your default unplayed episodes. But that was it. But now, with this iOS 11 update, they now automatically include inside of your show listing iTunes reviews, okay? And I can sort of understand why they would put this there. I know a lot of people were complaining that it was so difficult at the past, in the past for people to, to, to go in and rank and review your show because they had to, if they were subscribed to your show, there was no place from the podcast show itself in your library for them to click to leave a review, uh, you had to, even if you were already subscribed, you'd have to go over to the directory listing. You'd have to search for a podcast that you're already subscribed to and then go and, and write or click to add a rating and or write a review. Now, the thing is, is that didn't bother me because I've never been a huge fan of all of this ranking and reviewing stuff in, of, in iTunes. And but here's the deal. Now they've said, okay, we've heard people's feedback. We've heard people say they wish they could actually have their audience rate and review the podcast right from their subscribed sh- list of shows. So now if you drive directly into a podcast such as the Cliff Ravenscraft show, it's going to show you a bunch of stuff. It's going to show you all of your available episodes to listen to. It's going to show you some other options there. But right there, without you asking for anything, it's going to show you my ratings and reviews. Now, I got to say this first and foremost. I am super honored that I have 294 ratings inside of iTunes with an average of 4.5 stars, okay? And and for me, that I mean, that's a, if you consider the fact that out of, this is episode number 520, I think there might have been about five or six episodes of this podcast where I thought that I would ask you guys to go rate and re- rank and review my show in iTunes. I, I, I did that for a very brief season, and and over i know for a fact over 500 of these episodes you've never heard me mention my you know would hey if you like this show go over to itunes and leave me a a, a you know a, a star rating and write a, a written review in itunes you do not hear that from me i don't know if you guys have even paid attention to the fact that you hear that on so many other podcasts but you have not heard that from me in years and even back then, it was only for a couple of weeks, and then I decided, wait a second, this is not what I want to do with my show. This is not 
this is not the call to action that I want to put into my show. There, there are so many other better things for me to ask you guys to do if you love my show. For example, if you really love my podcast, take the mo- look at the most recent four or five episodes or ten episodes and think to, think to yourself, what is the single greatest episode that has had an impact on you? And then do one of two things. Write me an email, cliff at podcastanswerman.com, and tell me how that show impacted you. Or number two, write an email or create a social media post and link to that episode with a written out description of how that episode spoke to you and with an encouragement for somebody else to listen to it. So to me, that seems like a whole lot better of a call to action than, hey, can you go and give me a a five-star rating in iTunes and a written review? And the reality is, is I'm not concerned with my show being listed in the top 50, the top 20, or the top 100, or the top 200, or whatever of iTunes. That does not that is not my desire. It's not my goal. It's not my. It's not why I do this content. But if so, as a result of that, I don't ask my audience. I don't ask you guys to go into iTunes and leave me written reviews or you know to rank or rate my podcast uh, in inside of the directory. Now, because I don't do that, <laughs> a lot of you would if I were to ask you to do it. But here's the thing: every now and then, people who really have a great disdain, hatred, or or people who despise what I am about or who I am or what I say or how I say it on this show, those people have taken it upon themselves to go and write some really nasty things about me and this podcast. And you know what? It's a free world. By all means, that, that, that it's available to them. There's nothing that can be done about it. Those people are going to do what they're going to do. It just so happens that you know it, most of my positive, encouraging feedback doesn't happen to show up in the iTunes store in written reviews. They tend to come in via personal emails at cliff at podcastanswerman.com. In the comments section, so for example, on this show, it would be podcastanswerman.com slash 520 because this is episode 520, or it happens in comments on social media when I link to the show, or sometimes it's a private message in a social media platform. My preferred, by the way, method of contact is always email, just in case you're ever wondering the best way, fastest way. Uh, the the quickest way to get any kind of interaction from me is email cliff at podcastanswerman.com. But anyway, here's the deal. What the reason why I did not like this is because the for the now if I go in today and I did this today as I was preparing for this episode, I went in today to look to see what which rating. It's it seems like ran it's not the most current rate rate or it's not the most current written review. But there's only one written review that they show in your show listing. And today, it happens to be a really positive review that came from somebody who gave me a five-star rating. That's very cool. But the very first week and a half that I had iOS 11, this updated version of the podcast app, every time I went to my show, it happened to show a very negative written review that was from somebody who left me a one-star rating. And it's just that I don't need that when I go in to look at my show. And I don't necessarily want to promote my show 
to people who are going to subscribe to I'm not going to I don't want to promote an app that is going to have somebody subscribe to my show and have randomly selected from time to time people who are ri- who have written really terribly negative things about my show whether there happens to be some validity to what they've said or not it's just that I don't need to see it when I load my own show and I des- I definitely don't feel like I want to promote an app to, and, and promote people to go subscribe to my show in an app that is going to highlight that as the primary uh, reflection of what people have written in there. And if you look at my ratings and reviews, if you go and click see all, it's definitely not indicative of, of I, I've got a 4.5 star rating. So I have a great rating out of almost 300 reviews that are in there, or, or, or rankings anyway, this five-star reviews. I, I've got a great rating I have tons of positive um, written reviews, but it just seems that there are several people who have written some really negative things, and that that was showing up. And I'm like, okay, I don't like that. I I already have. I, I, I'm I'm a recovering people pleaser, and I've come to the place where it's like, listen, I don't even want to see, you know, what people are saying in their one star reviews anymore. It, it 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 sometimes plays with my head. I don't need to be thinking that I already have if it, if anybody needs to to I mean we all are our own worst critic right and and what's amazing to me is that it, it, like some of the one of the most recent pieces of actually there are two people who recently posted saying that hey the Cliff Ravenscraft show this show used to be great but now all he does is talk about himself and you know enough is enough blah 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 well, if I look at the last four or five episodes of this podcast, it has been me talking about my experiences and what I'm learning and how I am internalizing the message from this book, The Big Leap. And here's the thing. I've had one really negative one-star review, maybe two, with, or, with a written review that has said that. And I had one person on Twitter who happened to to you know put me at Cliff EOTC has lost his way blah 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 you know and and so all of this you know it's th- there are a total of two or three people who have put in like this criticism of Cliff's just talking about himself all the time whereas if I think if I look at all the feedback and this is not an exaggeration there's been over 100 people, and that is very conservative. It could be hundreds. But in the past five weeks, there have been over 100 people who have said, Cliff, I am absolutely thrilled with the direction that you're going with the content that you've been creating lately. Wow, I've always enjoyed your content, but this is so powerful on a whole new level. And so I know that what I'm saying is not for everyone. I know that not everyone understands my motives for sharing my stories and and stuff like that, but I do I do share my story because it's part of what I feel I'm put on this earth to do, but I but not so that people will say, "Hey, look how great Cliff is," but so that they can be inspired of what's possible. You know, cuz I I'm one of those guys who has struggled year after year to to expand my mindset of what's possible. And where I am today, I never dreamed would be possible 10 years ago. And and it, it there's so much about why I do what I do and why I'm going to continue to do what I do 
But it's amazing how more than 100 people over the last couple weeks can send me personal emails, can leave me great comments and, and private messages and all of this other stuff, but just opening up an app and seeing my, my, my show in there and being consistently reminded of the person from the UK who says, Cliff, I'm done with this guy talking about himself all the time. And, and so then I'm, it's like, okay, is there some validity to this? Do I need to stop talking about myself? Do I need to stop talking about what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, what I'm learning? And the answer is, I don't think I do. But I, I can tell you right now, I don't need to keep questioning myself over and over again. And having this app randomly select and show me those one-star reviews is not a good mental picture for for just you know it, it's just not a good reminder to see all the time and so I didn't like that that was number three and then number four the number four reason I didn't like the update is I I subscribe to a couple video podcasts and have for well ever since uh, this week in tech and MacBreak Weekly have been available as video podcasts I've subscribed to them because they refer to their video so often that listening to them in audio. You miss out if you don't actually, if you don't have the ability to flip back to their video when they're talking about something that they're showing and describing. So, uh, I, those two podcasts are video podcasts. I've been subscribed to them for years. Now, I've always used the Apple Podcasts app to consume those video podcasts. Now, there was already before iOS 11, there was already one frustration with the video podcasting element of the Apple Podcast app, and that was the fact that when you would close the app, it would automatically stop the playback if you went to open up another app. Now, if you closed your phone while watching a video podcast, it would it would continue the audio playback with the phone closed, which I love that, that's cool. But if you open up the phone to look at your calendar while you're listening to that audio, as soon as you open the phone and switch to another app other than the podcast app, it stops the audio playback. Now, or if you were actually watching the video and then you close the app to go, or you don't close the app, but if you minimize the app to go open up a different app, let's just say to log your calories in MyFitnessPal, for example, if you were watching a video podcast, it's going to stop the audio playback. Now, you could swipe up and go to control panel and manually hit the play button after you've done that, and it will resume audio-only playback of that video podcast. And I did that. I got used to that. I put up with it for years. And it's it's been a minor frustration, but it's just that. And I only there's only two video podcasts that I would watch every week or listen to every week, and those were the ones. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But with iOS 11... <laughs> Um, one of the things that they've done is if you if you flip it over into uh, horizontal mode, it does still play full screen video. But before iOS 11, when it was in vertical mode, video uh, files or video ep- podcasts would actually play. They it would only take up the it would only play the top portion of the screen, the sixteen point sixteen by nine video screen. But it the the actual video would go all the way from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. Now it wouldn't be it wouldn't fill up the phone. It was only the top section, but as as wide as it could be, it would go all the way from the left of the screen to the right of the screen. But with iOS eleven, now it's po- it's pulled up inside of a window, and then your video is 
is a window inside of that window. And so it's like a thumbnail of the video almost. It, it, it's not quite that bad, but still it's it's not even going all the way from the left of the screen to the right of the screen. It's, it's even a smaller video playback. And there have been many of times when I'll have my I have my phone in the holder and I might have my phone um, in vertical mode and at least I had a, a little bit of a larger screen than I did before iOS 11. So when you combine all of those things together, I'm like, okay, I'm done with iOS 11. And really for me, the biggest one was the the biggest one was the the ratings. I, I just did not want to be seeing you know one star ratings every now and then when I open up my own show. So. With that, I decided to move on. Now, I have played around with other podcasting apps in the past, and what I've decided for myself, based upon my experience with other apps, and um, what I've seen people doing with other apps over the past several years, I made the decision to completely convert over to Overcast, okay? Overcast, all one word, actually. Um, and by the way, there are a few things that I do not like about Overcast, and I'm going to start with those. First of all, it doesn't seem to me, I have not found a way to manually sort my shows that I'm subscribed to in the priority that I would prefer to have them shown. Um, it, it, I could be wrong, but I've been playing around with it for at least two months now. Or, oh, sorry, no, that's not right. At least a month now. And I've not found a way for me to personally manually sort my shows, the list of shows that I'm subscribed to in the order in which I would love to see them listed. So I've lost that ability. I could probably pick that up if I went over to Pocket Casts, which would have been my other option if I didn't move to Overcast. And Pocket Casts, you can go to, I think it's pocket, let me just go here, pocketcastsplural.com. That would have been my other option. And by the way, if I was an Android user, I would be using Pocket Casts over at pocketcasts.com. But anyway, I, I didn't even look at that because there was something else I loved about, there was a couple things that I loved about Overcast and I'll get to that in just a moment. Now, the other one is the, the second thing that I don't like about Overcast is it does take a while to get used to the user interface. Um, in fact, one of the things I can tell you is it's very easy to accidentally swipe left to delete or unsubscribe from a show from the main screen if you thought that by swiping left, you were just actually uh, deleting the most recently played episode that you just listened to. So when you're on the main screen in Overcast, you'll see a list of your your episodes that are available, uh, your podcast with episodes that are available, and then below that are your list of shows that do not currently have unplayed episodes. And that list of, of shows at the top with unplayed episodes those are not your most recent episodes in the app. They're actually the show. And so if you want to, if you're listening to a current episode, the most recent episode of a podcast, and it's the only unplayed episode, from the main screen, you would need to click on that show and then go in and then swipe and delete the most recent episode that you just finished listening to. Now, there are a couple of my favorite podcasts that I'm wondering, I I haven't heard from this podcaster in two or three weeks. What's going on? And I looked down at my list and on my main thing, it's like, I'm not subscribed to them anymore. And that's what happened. I accidentally deleted the show 
when I thought I was just deleting the most recent episode. So be on the lookout for that. It takes a little bit of getting used to, and uh, there there is that potential danger that you could accidentally delete uh, some subscriptions that that uh, that you really want to make sure that you don't miss any episodes of. All right. Um, the okay. So let's see here. And then was there one other? Oh, the third thing that I do not like about Overcast is that you cannot subscribe to video podcasts within the app. Now, I don't know if they've changed it to where you can actually now subscribe to it and it'll play the audio of the video. I don't know if that's the case. I know it used to not be the case. It would just not show any video at all. Um, I don't, again, I don't know if they changed that, but the the reality is, is even if they have the audio only, it's not what I would want. It, this thing is obviously, Overcast is not made for video podcasts. Let's just put it that way, end of story. Not a big deal for me. I just want to say this, that I moved over to YouTube for video podcasts uh, such as MacBreak Weekly and This Week in Task. Now, uh, I because I have created for myself a brand new YouTube strategy uh, for content creation. YouTube is going is a big platform for me now. Um, it's almost as important to me as my audio podcast. My audio podcast, I believe this is still my primary platform. It is my largest and most loyal audience. There are reasons why I still believe today that audio podcast offers benefits that no other platform can even come close to delivering on. So podcast, audio podcast is first and foremost my primary platform, but YouTube is a big platform for me today and will be a a big platform for me moving forward. And as a result of that, I'm also checking out some of the things that other people are doing on YouTube. And as a result of that, I was getting tired of all the ads that I was seeing. Ads were wasting my time. I didn't like the ads. And so as a result of that, I went ahead and became a YouTube Red subscriber. I think it's $10 per month. I no longer see any ads on YouTube ever, which is completely awesome. And also, as a result of being a YouTube at a Red subscriber, I have the ability to download um, any video on YouTube down to my downloads folder, and I could watch them offline when I'm on a plane. So if I wanted to watch MacBreak Weekly while I'm on an airplane, you know, it's a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour podcast every now and then, actually most of the time. And if I want to watch an episode of that while I'm on an airplane, I can still do that by downloading those episodes. But here's the other thing is, with YouTube Red, you could be watching a video on YouTube, including these video podcasts that I was subscribed to, the MacBreak Weekly and This Week in Tech, or any other YouTube video. And if I'm watching a video and I decide to um, minimize the YouTube app and go log some calories or to go look something up on my calendar or to send a te- respond to a text message, all of those things I can do and the audio from that video will continue playing. Not even the Apple Podcast app could do that before. And so with YouTube Red, I'm able to do that. And so video podcasts, no big deal. I moved those over to YouTube. I don't know if every video podcast out there also has their podcast on YouTube as well. I think they probably should if you're doing video. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But for audio podcasts, I am now using Overcast, and what I want to do is I want to share with you what I actually like about Overcasts. Uh, Overcast. All right, so the number one thing I love about Overcast is the ability to share a link 
to a specific episode of a podcast or, and more importantly to me, a specific timestamp within a podcast episode on social media or any place else. So the idea here is that while I'm in the Overcast app, if I'm listening to something and and all of a sudden something that my friend in a podcast, let's just say that I'm listening to um, Michael Hyatt. By the way, Michael Hyatt's getting ready to come out with a brand new podcast. It's coming out, I believe this coming week or it might be this week. Um, and it's called, is it Lead to Win? Let me let me look that up here real quick. I'm going to open up my uh, Apple podcast, or no, my <laughs> Overcast app. Yeah, Lead to Win with Michael Hyatt. He's coming out with a brand new podcast. But let's just say in, in Michael's first episode, when it comes out, if 23 minutes and 22 seconds into that episode, he says something that is mind-blowing that just made me hit pause and think and ponder for five or 10 minutes and then go and write down some notes and and it's like, oh, mind blown. Well, I can go into the app and hit back. I can go back seven seconds, 15 seconds. I can actually customize how far I go back with the button. But anyway, I can go back right to where he says that at 23 minutes and 22 seconds in the episode and I can click a button to share that episode. Now, when I click the button to share the episode, it says, do you want to share the whole, like, do you want to share the episode in such that when people click the link that you share, it'll just take them to the beginning of the episode? Or do you want to share with timestamp? And so if I click that option, wherever I hit pause, when I hit share, it's going to send them right to 23 minutes and 22 seconds into the episode. So I could take that link and I could publish it to Twitter. I could publish it to Facebook. And if anybody on Facebook clicks that link, the thing I love about it is it gives them, it takes them right to a mobile optimized, but it works on desktop view as well. It will take them to a web page with a pretty decent looking player a web player that they can click play on. And if I shared just the episode, it'll play right from the beginning, that episode that I just shared. But if I shared it with a timestamp link, it will literally take them to that same player. But when they click play on that episode of Michael Hyatt's brand new podcast, Lead to Win, it's going to start at 23 minutes and 22 seconds, which, by the way, I have my, by when I'm recording this, Michael Hyatt has not yet released the first episode and I have no idea what he says at 23 minutes what he will say at 23 minutes and 22 seconds into that episode or even if it's 23 minutes long so we'll have to see it'll it'll be interesting to 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 check that out but anyway that's the that's that right there is the primary reason why I have switched to this overcast app the ability to not just share a podcast with a cool player, but to share a podcast player with a specific link that will start people right where I want them to start if I decide to share it. And I've I've been sending links in private, uh, you know, um, iOS uh, messages app, like text messages with people. I've been sending it in Twitter. I've been sending them on Facebook. There, I love that functionality. That is, and, and that mobile player works practically everywhere even on and even though the the overcast app is not available on android devices anybody who has an android smartphone if they click on that link in their text message in their twitter their facebook it's going to open up their web browser on their android phone and it's going to have an html html5 
very well, great looking formatted player, they'll click play and be able to listen to that podcast, the whole episode or the time stamped portion that I linked them to directly. I love that feature. It's the main reason why I switched to Overcast. Another feature that I like about Overcast is that it syncs on their servers. Actually, everything comes off of their servers, although it does have the ability to download the episodes into your app, which I have it set by default to do that because I don't always, 100% of the time, have great connection to the internet. I might be on a road trip where there's parts of the, you know, parts of the drive where I'm I have less than than desirable internet speeds. So I do have the ability to download those, and I do. But no matter what, whether I've downloaded it into my Overcast app or not, wherever I am in any episode, as long as there's a connection to the episode or to the ser- to the internet, this app is reporting back to its server where I'm at in the episode. So I can actually be listening to uh, the most recent episode of, let's just say, Online Marketing Made Easy with my friend Amy Porterfield. And if I'm 23 minutes and 22 seconds into the episode and I hit pause, but then I want to move over to my iPad and I, you know, I could actually open up the Overcast app and it will automatically have that episode right there. And if I hit play, it's going to pick up right where I left off. Or if I go to overcast.fm from any web browser and sign in with my username and password for Overcast, then it will also pick up right where I left off as well. All right, so by the way, the overcast.fm website, when you log in, the main page is a little clunky if you have a long list of unplayed episodes. However, if you go into any of the show pages and specifically the per episode pages inside of overcast.fm, they look really, really nice. It's just that the main page is eh. It's so-so, but it's still functional and it's great. And the only thing I would ever share with people would be a per podcast page or per episode page. And I love it because it's easy to share those and it and it's 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 beautifully formatted for whatever browser people are on, uh, as long as it's not the main show page, your main account page, which you wouldn't share with people because that they don't have a username, your username and password, so they would not see what you see anyway. Anyway, so that is the second thing I like about Overcast FM. The, um, the other thing that I like, the third thing that I like about uh, Overcast, and this one is a premium member feature, and premium is really cheap. Let me see if I can open up my app and find out how much uh, premium is. So if I go to over settings here, I know that I am a premium subscriber, which by the way, you could get, you could use the um, you could use this app and never go premium and you would benefit from a ton of all of this stuff that I've mentioned already. There's some other things in here that they really love, but I could care less about. Uh, it doesn't, it does not show me, if you're already subscribed, it does not show me what, um, can I change or cancel subscription? Let me click on that and see, open store in iTunes. It might be like, it's, it's ridiculously cheap. And so I... I wish I would have looked this up ahead of time. Uh, here it is. One year is $10. Okay, so I'm glad I looked it up for you. It, it Overcast is $10 per year for the subscription. And I would pay $10 per year for this third reason, this premium feature alone. And it is the uploads feature. 
Now, with the uploads feature, this is only available for you to upload to them their servers if you go to a browser. So you have to go to a browser on your computer over overcast.fm, and it has to be on a desktop. It does not work on iOS. Uh, So you have to be on your computer. But if you have MP3 files that you would like to upload into an uploads folder inside of Overcast, these MP3 files... Uh, you can upload them to their server, and they're only available to you. This does, They're not publicly available to anyone else. Um, as far as I know, they're not. I, that's a good thing. I'm going to, a good thing to check here. I'm going to go overcast.fm, and I want to see if I click on one of these. This will be interesting to see if I click on this. And live your life. There's Tony Robbins. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to have that so loud. Anyway, permalink, and it looks like shared permalink with timestamp now i want to see because i don't want to run into a problem here and i'm going to turn this down so it doesn't go so if i yeah okay good so i just clicked the share link and and it and it does exactly what i hoped it would do which says sorry not found so even though it says it's got a share link here i'm opening up a an incognito browser that does not have a login and it and you cannot share these mp3 files which is good because that's that's important to me and the reason why is because here's what I do. I, I've purchased a, a bunch of uh, Tony Robbins materials. And um, they're, they come on these big, huge, you know, I've got a, a 10-day program. It's, a, it's multiple. I, th- I think it's like 14 CDs. But um, it was a 10-day program called Creating Lasting Change. And it's a great program. And I purchased this, this CD set of this program. And when it came in, I took the time to convert all of those CDs to MP3s. I labeled them by, you know, in a, in a in a way that made sense for the file names, and I can upload those MP3 files into my uploads folder, and I have them instantly available to me in my Overcast app for me to play, and I can start playing right where I'm at on, or right where I left off on my phone. I can pick up on the web. In fact, that's what you heard just a few moments ago. It actually started playing back right where I had left off in the particular audio program that I was listening to. So the uploads feature allows you to upload your own MP3 files for your own personal uh, use. You can upload up to a total of two gigabytes. You can keep them there as long as you like. And when you're finished with them, you can go in and simply delete them off of their servers. But again, they are private. They're not shareable. And that is a feature that I absolutely love. And so, my friends, that is why I have left the Apple Podcasts app for good and why I have switched over to the Overcast app. And it's been it's been over a month since I've been on Overcast. And I can tell you that it's not... It's not as good as my experience prior. I used to, I would, if if iOS, the Apple Podcasts app were still today exactly the way it were prior to the iOS 11 update, I I would move back to that in a heartbeat. But I don't, maybe not, because now that I have this uploads option, um, and now that I've moved, I don't know anyway, but I don't expect them to move it back and I don't expect to go back. I'm an overcast podcast app user now. And again, for those of you who are on Android, if you, if you are looking for a podcast app, I would probably suggest pocket casts for a lot of these options 
but not all of them are available over there. Okay, the next thing I want to share with you guys is how I used Evernote to remember every major detail from every conversation I had with every single person I spoke to at Jeff Goins Tribe Conference. Now, a question that I get asked often is, "Hey Cliff, how do you re- how do you go about remembering all of the people that you meet?" It seems like, you know, you have this great ability to communicate with people and when you see them online, you talk to them as though you're you're their best friend, you bring up specific details about them in conversation it's just obviously obvious that you not just know their name because their name is there but you seem to remember specific details about those people how how do you do that when you have an audience in the thousands and the truth is is prior to what i'm getting ready and, and specifically they say how do you go to so many conferences when you talk to so many people how do you remember all of those people and the truth is is that up until recently i've been somewhat terrible at this all right, somewhat terrible. I mean, I'm 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 pretty good. I say that because I feel like I'm I, I probably do a, a better job than that that stands out than than maybe what most people might do. Because I number one, you care about people and you want to try to remember as much as possible. At least I do. Um, and but here's the thing: the reason why I'm if you come into my live shows on Facebook or if you see me at events and somebody comes up and you see me call somebody by name, and if you hear me ask them a question that clearly communicates that Cliff knows this person, remembers some personal details, and all of that other stuff, it's because it's usually because of what we call frequency. It's how often those people show up. It's so the, it, somebody who just shows up, you know, on a live stream, if somebody came to a live stream on Facebook four months ago and that was the first time they'd ever been on Facebook and they told me some kind of personal detail about themselves as I was engaging with them on Facebook, if I don't see them again until six months later, there's about a 98% chance that I'm not going to remember that I actually ever had a conversation with them because over the course of six months, I will have had so many other conversations. But if that person comes in the next day, or three days later, or the next week, I might remember a couple days ago that person being in there, and I might remember that that person told me a personal detail, and I might ask them about it. And and then, of course, at, at, if those people consistently show up over and over again, I build upon that, and the more frequently I engage and interact with individual people, the more top of mind those people are, the more who they are, I I begin to put a picture in my head of of who that person is as a human being, as a real person, right? Whereas if, if randomly I'm meeting tons of different people, I might in the moment see them as a real human being person with their own story, with their own hopes, dreams, goals, passions, experiences, and all that other stuff. But if if I only see them for two or three minutes or five minutes at a conference and I never see them again until maybe the next year or two or three years later, uh, it, I hate to say this, but I've always felt really guilty about the fact that I would go to a conference like Social Media Marketing World or Podcast Movement and during a two or three day event, 
I might actually engage with and interact with 70 people. <laughs> Let's just say 70 people that I had a three minute or more conversation with. If I engage with 70 people for three minutes or more, at the end of that event, I will remember the details, a couple of the details of about 20 to 30 of them if they are people that I consistently have known outside of that. Like these are people that I run into. I see them on Facebook live streams. I see their social media posts. I engage with them. We, we interact via email. We've, you know, I've been interviewed on their show. We've had some one-on-one conversations. Uh, we went to lunch together or something like that. I, I'm going to remember all of those people and a majority, I'm going to remember a majority of the details that we shared back and forth. So, so once there's that deeper personal connection, but then out of those 70 people, if I remember 25 or so of those people, what happens to all the other ones? I hate to say it that until recently, I, a majority of that just gets, it just gets lost in short-term memory and never gets logged any deeper. And I've, I've never enjoyed that about myself. I've always felt guilty about that myself. And, and by the way, I don't feel weird publicly sharing this with you guys because I know I'm not alone. I've talked to some of my friends about this and they say that they do the same thing and they feel the same way. And that's why I want to share with you something that I did at the tribe conference with Evernote that has changed things for me. And and I'm going to try to do this more and more often at events. In fact, I'm going to get a chance to do that this weekend at the Igniting Souls conference. My friend Carrie Oberbrunner is hosting an event and I'm going to go hang out at his event and engage and interact with people, do my best to serve them using my zone of genius. And and I, I want to remember every major detail of every person that I interact with this weekend. And I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do that. So here's the deal. Um, I had somebody ask me at the tribe conference and she says, Cliff, how do you remember all of these people? And I, and I, or she said, she said, Cliff, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm engaging with all of these people and, and I can't remember everyone. And, and it's so funny because I'm like, okay, I have an idea for you. Maybe you, you might want to try this. And I said, do you use Evernote? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, and, and I said, here's something I do when it comes to people who have said, Cliff, I'm interested in signing up for your course or I'm interested in signing up for your, your coaching program or I'm interested in signing up for your workshop. I create a list, a follow-up list in a, a notebook in Evernote. And then I create a note for every person who reaches out to me and says they've expressed an interest. And then I log by date every interaction that I have with them so that the next time that it's, it's time, and I, I create follow-up dates. And so I'm like, hey, it's time for me to follow up with this person. I haven't interacted with them in three weeks. I wonder where they're at on their decision to come to my workshop. And so what I can do is I go in Evernote and I, I get reminded by Evernote, first of all, and it takes me straight to that note inside of the follow-up notebook for this event. And in that note for that person, I can actually see a chronological list of all the conversations we have. It's kind of my own CRM, customer relationship management, uh, inside of Evernote. And I sit there, I said, what if you were to, to use something like that to remember all of these people? And she was like, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. Now, this person that I was talking to, she happened to be the very first person I interacted and engaged with at the Tribe Conference. And as a result of that, I 
opened up Evernote and I just went into my inbox. I didn't create a whole new notebook, but in Evernote, I actually just created in my inbox a note called Tribe Conference, people I engaged with. That's it. I that, And then what I did is I put her name on there and 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 then I underneath her name I created a bullet point list and I and the by the way the reason why I'm not sharing this person's name is because I I have some very personal I have underneath her her name um, is a bullet point list of very important details that came out in conversation and they were very private all right so the things that this person shared with me about who she is and what she's experienced and what she's got going on very personal in nature. And I don't have permission to share those kind of things with you. So I don't ha- I'm not going to share those with you here. But I do have an example of what I did. And by the way, this is all one note. And so after I had that conversation with her, I wrote down her name and then a bullet point list of all the details I could remember. And I did, by the way, I didn't do this in front of her. I, I walked out into the hallway after my interaction with her. And in the hallway, I pulled out my phone and I typed in these bullet point items. And then the next person I had a conversation with, I I would actually walk out somewhere by myself. I would write down that person's, type in that person's name, and then under that, a bullet point list of all the things, the important details that I had that I engage, had while engaging with that person. Now, I did this over and over again for, and, and by the way, there were some times when I would engage with a crowd of three or four people, and so I made it a point that, you know, I met all four of those people and I'm getting all kinds of important details that I'm learning from each of these four people. And then I would make it a point to go out into the hallway. And when I go out into the hallway, I am writing down all four of their names and I'm putting bullet point items on each of them. Now, what I can share with you are three different people that I, I think that it would be safe for me to share all of the bullet point items that I have on here. So one person that I met at the tribe conference was Brad Blackman. Now, Brad Blackman does graphic. These are the, these. by the way, these are just bullet point items that I wrote down. Does graphic work for Jeff Goins? All right. So if you went to the tribe conference and you saw the tribe logo or any of the signs there, all of the graphic stuff, that was done by Brad Blackman, all right? Now, I, I, he told me, and I wrote this down, has been following me off and on, and I put that in quotes, he's been following me off and on since the early days of Twitter, which means that he's been following me off and on since 2007. The next bullet point, he has a business focused on helping entrepreneurs succeed, all right? Those were his words. Um, he got his start, by the way, by offering a course on lettering. So he's a graphic designer, and he, a long time ago, he created a course on lettering. And that course was very successful, and then what happened was people started asking questions. How did you do that? How did you set that up? And so he began creating course, other courses that were focused on answering all the questions that came in about the course that he had created which of course then allowed him to build this business of helping entrepreneurs and and creating courses and stuff like that. Now, there are other there are lots of other bullet point items there, but the other ones were more private, not necessarily ready to be shared, but I know all of those things about Brad Blackman plus a significant set, a list of other things that I know about Black, Brad Blackman as a result of the conversation that I had with him. Now, the thing is is I 
will remember that forever because number one, I had the conversation. I forced myself to remember all of those details until I got alone by myself. And then I, I wrote them down, typed them down. And so there's more of, you know, forcing that stuff in. And then there's going back and, and read on them later. We'll talk about that in just a second. Another person that I met is Jeff Miller. Now, here's some things that I know about Jeff Miller. He had just recently, like, <laughs> just, he had just moved to Cold Springs, Tennessee. He is currently working uh, for a guy or with a guy who has a massive following or had a massive following in the online Christian, or not the online, the Christian event space. Now, I didn't ask him any details about who that person was. Um, we, we were focused on our conversation in some other areas. But anyway, he says um, this person that he works with just recently made a pivot from doing Christian events to working in corporate events. So he's he's made a pivot to corporate events. Um, he or actually uh, Jeff and I had a conversation about faith in business in entrepreneurs. He had asked me some thoughts about that, and I we had a great conversation. And then also we talked um, we talked pretty detailed about the idea and thoughts of people who are missionaries and the idea of how to have missionaries convert their way of thinking about generating income from taking donations and and instead of doing that to actually creating profitable online businesses so that they can actually uh, fund their ministry in the world through a profitable online business. We had a great conversation about that. Plus, we uh, there are some other things on on my notes with Jeff Miller as well that that are uh, probably left private or or better left for me to to seek permission to share rather than share. So then there's Leo Rodriguez Jr., all right? I love this. Here's some bullet point items that I have down for Leo. He was born in California but raised in Mexico, all right? So he was he was raised in Mexico. His parents basically made it a point to make sure that he was born in the United States so that he would have the gift of United States citizenship. Uh, This was very important to them. Um, There are some other things that I have written down here. One thing I can tell you is that he is currently a carpet installer. That is his his occupation, is a carpet installer. Um, I know he actually told me how much money he makes per month because that was very relevant to our conversation. I've removed that amount. I'm not going to share that amount here, but I know how much money he makes per month. And and to make that amount of money, I do know for a fact that he works from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m., all right, which are very, very long hours. And and anyway, there's, there's a reason why that's relevant for me to remember those specific details if I ever have the opportunity to engage with uh, Leo again, and, and I'm absolutely certain that I will. Um, he is currently in the process of writing a book on personal development, uh, he has an amazing story of what he's accomplished. We sit down on this couch in the uh, VIP section or the premium section at the tribe conference and and to hear what he ha- you know his background and what he's accomplished is just amazing. So um, anyway, great stuff. He has lots of people he who have been seeking him out for wisdom and advice when it comes to improving their lives. Uh, and he, and as a result of our conversation, he was going to start offering uh, one-on-one coaching for folks at $100 per hour. And then I, I have a bunch of other personal notes for Leo Rodriguez Jr. as well. By the way, this is just three people. There are over 27 people. I think it's like 28, 29 people 
that I have this level of detail for, um, every significant conversation, if, 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 it was th- if it was three minutes or more that I had in front of a human being at the tribe conference, then I have their name and a bullet point list of all the most valuable details that came and that were shared in our conversation together. Why is that important to me? This is not a marketing thing. This is the fact that I have always looked for a way to make sure that if people are pouring their heart out and sharing their heart and who they are with me, I I want to value that by having an opportunity to remember that and to 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 at least have some recollection or w- some way of recollecting that. And so I know when I meet people and I have the opportunity to talk to them, I know how important it is for me to hopefully be remembered by them. You know, it's it's one of the things that I've 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 always hated was this idea of going to a conference and seeing somebody and talking with them and saying, hey, nice to meet you. And they're like, oh, we've met twice at this conference before. And I'm like, oh, gosh, what an idiot. Oh, not that they're an idiot, that I'm an idiot. It's like, man, how horrible that I wouldn't remember that we've met before. But it's my goal to take this list. And this is what I did afterwards. I didn't even know what I was going to do with this list. I didn't know you know, but but I knew it was important for me to create it. But here's what I can tell you. I came back from that event and early one morning I woke up and I literally used that that list as a prayer list. I, I did. I, I, I got up one morning and I said, you know what? I'm going to go through and I'm going to go through each person's name and I'm going to take what I have in these bullet point items and I'm going to pray specifically for each of these individuals. And then some of them I'm actually going to personally reach out to and follow up with. Some of them, yes, I will reach out to with potentially an opportunity to have an invitation to work with me in in a product or service that I might offer that I feel like would be of great value to them that they, it seems like maybe this is one of the reasons why we were connected, uh, that, that, that we were brought together. Um, but, but not purely for that purpose, but for each of these people, I definitely wanted to go away in and be by myself, write down their names, write down what I just heard, what I just learned and, and do that for each human being that I met at this conference. And I can tell you right now, I feel better about that engagement with every single person. By the way, because I was doing this, I did not meet as many people as I normally would at events. I I focused more time going deeper with a smaller number of people over the course of those three days than I normally would have. But how deep I went, the opportunity for me to get to know those people and have a potential impact in their lives, not just while I'm there, but to pray for them and and to to potentially follow up with them uh, and, and not just for business purposes, but just because they're human beings who, who matter. You know what I'm saying? That that for me was huge. All right. So I I don't know if that's helpful to you. I I believe it is. I believe that's going to be helpful to you. And by the way, for those of you who are going to be at the Igniting Souls Conference in Columbus, Ohio, um, I think you can go to ignitingsoulsconference.com or just do a Google search for Igniting Souls Conference. Uh, My friend Carrie Oberbrunner. I don't know if there's tickets still available. I'm going there this coming Friday. Um... 
And and if you interact with me, if we spend more than three minutes together, don't be surprised if you see me go off by myself, hiding out in a hallway or something like that, and and looking at my phone. And it's probably because I'm actually uh, typing in your name. Even by the way, I did this for people that I know as well. I anybody that I know and have had a relationship for years. If I had an engagement with them where I learned anything new about what's going on in their lives, every single person, I write down that bullet point list of things that I learned. Um, it, it, and, and yeah, this is, this, is, this is big for me. And I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that again at this event. And, and hopefully, this might be something that I can incorporate and include as a, as a regular practice of every, at every event that I do in the moving, <laughs> moving forward. All right, I know that I'm already over an hour. I'm actually looking at the audio recording here. I'm at an hour and eight minutes. Real quickly, I just want to say that I am now completely freed up to focus on my zone of genius a majority of the time. Um, I'll talk more about, you know, my original concern about finances, how, how I was kind of you know, on the fence about declaring the, this most recent session, which is now wrapped up. I finished it on Friday, October 13th, uh, was the final day of the final session of podcasting A to Z. I was originally really concerned about saying that that was the final session, but I can tell you right now, um, if, if, if my, the first nine days of October are a sign of what's to come, it's going to be incredible. I, I will just say this, podcasting A to Z, Guaranteed minimum two hundred and forty thousand dollars a year, with potential of, of of a bit higher than that. But on average, two hundred and forty thousand dollars a year uh, is what that stream of income was for me. Um, that that it averages out. Divide that by twelve months. That's averaging twenty thousand dollars per month. And here's the deal: all of that income came in, you know, prior to that. You know, it was in September because the thing launched. You know, I, I can't remember when it launched, but it was launched in September, ended on October 13th. So, so October here we are. It is currently October 16th, and I don't, I haven't looked at my income since October 9th when I wrote down this detail. But here's the deal: uh, twenty thousand dollars average income was a to Z, podcasting A to Z. By October 9th of this year, by the first nine days of the month, I had already generated over $21,000 in income for my business, zero of which were podcast related. Um, All of them were online business mentoring uh, related and going in the field where I get to actually operate in my zone of genius a majority of the time. And, And that's just scratching the surface of things to come. So yeah, I, I'm 100% confident that I made the right decision. And real quick, at the end of the show here, I just want to share with you, what am I going to be doing moving forward? And I will be talking about many of these things in greater detail in future weeks ahead. But real quickly, I just want to let you know that the biggest thing that I'm working on right now is our live event. It's called Free the Dream. 2018. It is going to be a conference. Stephanie and I, my wife and I are hosting a conference in Franklin, Tennessee on September 8th, 7th, 8th, and 9th. In fact, you can go ahead and put that on your calendar. I want to encourage each and every one of you to put September 7th, 8th, and 9th on your calendar. Um, I'm The only thing that I'm waiting for right now is I'm waiting for the countersigned contract from the venue. So the venue has sent me 
the the contract to reserve that space. I have already signed it. I've sent a check with the deposit. That actually should be showing up in their office today. So I would say by Wednesday of this week, I will actually have uh, in my email inbox a countersigned contract. As soon as I have that, then I will get to work on creating the sales page. By the way, um, if you know what, I I will take. You know what? I, I need to put a. I'm going to put a video up. It's not there now, but I'm going to put a video on that page that it describes what this conference is. It, it's it, it's not a sales page video, but I I, I think I it, it's a a vlog episode that I did the other day called "Don't Quit Your Day Job" or "Don't Quit Your Day Dream." <laughs> do some of you do need to quit your day job eventually? with the with the right plan in place but um don't quit your daydream is the title of that vlog episode and i think i'm going to put that on the top of this sales page for now but anyway if you go to free the dream dot live free the dream not dot com free the dream dot live uh, you can put your name and email address in there to be notified as soon as we sell our ready to sell tickets and that's going to happen after i get the countersign contract but then it will probably happen after I get back from the Igniting Souls conference. We'll we'll have to see on that if I can get it done before then. Anyway, I'm going to be launching two paid mastermind groups. By the way, um, yeah, no, the video will say it. So I, I won't say any more about Free the Dream. Free the Dream Live. I'm going to be starting two paid mastermind groups. These mastermind groups are going to be a thousand dollars per month for membership. There'll be two different groups. One group is for people who are somewhere close to where I am in my journey today. You're significantly uh, generating income. So your your income is well over, well in excess of $10,000 per month consistently. Um, you have an online business. And, and specifically, these people will not have any ties to a day job whatsoever. I'm, it's it's going to be a very close duplication of, of what I do with the Green Room Mastermind, which I've been doing since October 2010. Uh, inside that group is Pat Flynn, Ray Edwards, Mark Mason, Leslie Samuel, uh, Michael Stelzner. Uh, did, I, did I get all of those guys? I think I did. Anyway, um, but, it, this, but this is going to be a paid mastermind group, and I'm going to start that here probably in November. So, as soon as I get my first person, which I'm, I'm going to start reaching out to people within the next, uh, probably within the next week. So uh, be on the lookout for some potential invitations from me. If you are interested in that, you can email me cliff at podcastanswerman.com. That's cliff at podcastanswerman.com with mastermind in the subject line. The second paid mastermind, which by the way, that's going to be list, limited to 10 people. I will be in all the meetings. They'll be on a weekly basis. I will be leading each of those meetings. So this is not just me facilitating it and, and I find somebody else to lead it. This is a real mastermind group limited to no more than 10 people and I will be leading those meetings. Um, the second mastermind group is for people who are more like where I was in 2008 of my business career. So this means that you might still have a day job but you are working towards 100% full-time self-employment. You're making anywhere less than $10,000 per month. Hopefully, you're making some income from your online business efforts, uh, which is giving you the indication that is why you want to make that transition. But uh, you're so I'm, I'm basically, it's a it's a it's a mastermind group for those who are at the earlier stages. So that's that's coming up. I'm going to be doing more of my next level workshops. You guys have heard me talk about the creating an online business workshop. In fact, my November uh, 2017 workshop 
completely sold out. Uh, I'm matter of fact, I'm going to be updating the sales page within the next couple of days with my 2018 dates because that 2017 workshops are all sold out now. Um, so I'll be doing more of the uh, building an online business workshop, but I'm also considering other workshop topics. So th- there, there will be the potential of doing some other workshop topics, live events here in my studio. And also, um, two-day business mastermind events. This is basically, this is not, this is different from the mastermind groups. The mastermind groups, the two different groups that I just told you about, those are specifically for people who are um, looking for ongoing weekly engagement in a group for for a lengthy period of time. Um, these two di- two-day business masterminds These are where I'm going to bring in a small group of people, no more than 10 people here in my studio, and we're going to spend two days together. Each person has a very significant hot seat presentation, helping them take an area of their business to the next level, Um, and that's going to be a pretty incredible event. I've done these in the past as one-day business masterminds. These are going to be two-day business masterminds, and uh, that's as a result of my experience doing the one-days. I I know that it would be even better if I did a two-day. So those events are going to come up in 2018, and then um, I'm going to also be working in the first quarter, so the first three months of 2018, I'll be working on converting Podcasting A to Z into a self-study course. Um, that is a that is a priority. All the other things are a higher priority for me right now than the self-study course, but the self-study course is on my roadmap, and um yeah, I'm going to be working on that. And then, of course, lots more content creation. So, yeah, lots of things happening. Guys, I got to tell you, I'm super excited about the direction, the road ahead. And uh, I look forward to spending a majority of my time from this day forward in my zone of genius. And I have freed up my scout. Everything that I just mentioned just now, 100% of it, all of it is inside of my zone of genius. And the the amount of income that I told you that I generated in the first twenty or first nine days of this month, 100% within my zone of genius. And it, it is so exciting. And I wish this for everyone. I wish everyone could find out what it is they were put on this earth to do. What is it that you love to do more than anything else? What is it that when you do it, time flows? What is it that you do uh, that that just you, you just say, this is why I do what I do? I, I wish for each and every one of you to get to the place where you can profitably pursue that thing that you do best in this world basically helping you become more of who you were created to be. That, that's what I wish for each and every one of you, to operate inside that space. And with that, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast! Add some magic.